Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast which we disassemble a film from the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute segments, and then examine it in obsessive and occasionally hilarious detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco and Kyle. Yes, sir. Hubris. Hubris. Describes a personality quality of extreme or foolish pride, or dangerous overconfidence, often in combination with arrogance. Today... Many business experts see overblown leadership egos as one reason companies fail or stagnate. Authors Bill Treasurer and John Havlick cite hubris as the lethal executive flaw in their book, The Leadership Killer, Reclaiming Humility in the Age of Arrogance. Hmm. In the Age of, of in Arrogance. The, in the words of Walter Cronkite, and that's the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> So why are we talking about hubris? Well, you're going to find out here in uh, minute eight of in Iron Man 2 from 2010, directed by Mr. John Favreau. And joining us is the man who is the opposite of hubris, oh, Mr. Andy yeah. Nelson from The Next Reel. Oh, yes. hi. Welcome back. Or welcome back. Glad to be back. <laughs> right? Not used to being the guest, huh? <laughs> I know. My world is upside down. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we are here talking about uh, Tony's big entrance. So he has just landed on stage. His armor has been removed, and the Ironettes have done a, a big, elaborate dance number around him. Uh, and as the minute begins here, uh, they have uh, sort of surrounded him and aimed their "quote unquote" repulsors at him. So they all have like glowing lights uh, on themselves, uh, and they they show that to to the huge thing of the crowd. And so we were talking about like how much of this crowd is is actually real crowd, and so. As we get the shot from the stage, we can see a lot. Like uh, there's there's a good at least ten rows of real extras there uh, who who are there that they're not clearly not CGI people uh, because some of the people in the crowd even have um, Iron Man sort of party favors. Like they've got uh, lights on their hands and things that they are they're shining up on there. So clearly something that I'm sure they were selling because you know. Stark Expo's got to make some money some way. Well, of, of course. But can I just say, like, if this is real. <laughs> For like, anyone who's ever taken a kid to the uh, like, oh, Ice Capades yeah, or yeah. Disney on Ice. <laughs> of course. Of course. This is exactly what this is. Okay, but let's just say as the as the Ironettes uh, end their segment here, that whole thing where they where they have the repulsors on their hands and they raise mm-hmm. them up, that's <laughs> yeah. brilliant. Yeah. If you, if you were going to say, yeah, we're going to make an over-the-top crazy spectacle to introduce whoever the person was that's that's amazing. That detail and the whole way that's done, that's I really absolutely cool. love it. That's nicely really cool. Done. Yeah, the costumes are great. I mean, it is it ties in really nicely with Iron Man. It works and it, it fits Tony Stark and his ego. And uh, but it is weird how they they do their repulsor thing at him and then they just completely cross their arms over themselves. <laughs> yeah, to walk away. it's, it's unusual. If exit. you watch it again, they uh, they all cross their arms over their chests as they leave. It's yeah. it's a very odd pose, yeah. So so the, I, the choreographer for this was Ron Kellum. So maybe we need to find out from Ron, like what was the thought process behind that? I'm I, waiting for the credit se- credits to occur when you bring Ron on to talk. Yeah, great. <laughs> so Ron, <laughs> tell us about the Ironettes. You know, I think that's just a. I think it was just an artistic thing. Like, okay, you you've got these these characters. What's a way to make them leave? Where okay, and you can imagine you're seeing it from the backstage perspective. Mm-hmm. What does this look like from the audience? Yeah, it's it's a bunch like, of women in in a who have no arms because their arms are well. That's unique. That's different artistically. Mm. I think it's the the exit is not just walking off stage. I think that's what it is. 
Okay. What, what do I know? I'm not a <laughs> You know, I, I can I bring something up that I think is strange Please. in this moment? So we have, so this is the Expo, the Stark Expo, and we mm-hmm. have this huge screen behind Tony that has, yep. says Stark Expo. And I just feel like there was not strong communication between the 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 CG team or the, the graphics team that was de- designing the actual Stark Expo image that's behind him. Because on that, we have a yellow Stark and a yellow X in the word Expo. Mm. And then the E, P, and O are white. On all of the physical banners and everything that's kind of hanging up everywhere, it's a yellow Stark with a red X. And mm. and I'm just like, did they were they not communicating with each other? Because it just seems like... And, and who knows? Maybe it's one of those things where, you know, the X is going to be a different color depending on what location you're in in the Expo. So keep mm. an eye out as you guys continue watching the rest of the Expo scenes. Mm-hmm. If that X changes colors, depending on where you are. I'm really curious now. Or if it's just a, a production design mistake. Eagle Eye. Yeah, that's, that's right. Really it's like you've done good. this before. Holy cow. Well, it's no, a lot I of mean, Iron Man before, yes. <laughs> this, may be, this may be a situation just in, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wing it here. Yeah. This may be a situation where, okay, so you have secondary logos. And, and it makes sense that red and yellow would be the two colors because Iron Man's sure. colors are red and, red and yellow. Um. I'm wondering if maybe if you you know when I and I've done work actually with live events like this that what you find is that for the television cameras printed material will play differently than the projected uh graphics. And so right. when they do that they'll they'll work on that to to cr- use those alternative logos because they know that stuff is going to project uh differently. And looking at this, I mean you can see this from his screen that background the way that's playing and even the way the motion graphics are moving around it, the ye- the all yellow, I can tell you right now, would look better than the red on the screen behind him. And again, mm. I'm just making that up. But <laughs> that's that's the thing that that totally screams out me is that when they, you know, if you're the production person on this event, you would do the you do the screen test and you go, yeah, you know what, the red's not working. Let's switch it out, and that's why they would have the secondary color. Hmm. Maybe because that as okay. has actually has happened to me before. Yeah, it's entirely possible. So I, I am curious, though, about that. So strange nice things up. that you end up yeah. noticing. Oh, so so we have uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s then first line as he's as he's they are answer leaving and he's clapping for himself uh, or for them. Um, we'll say them. Uh, he says, <laughs> it's good to be back, which is a nice little meta joke because it's a sequel, everybody. Right. Um, so we're going to have a couple of those sort of meta jokes as, as we go through, but uh, also true. So, but the other thing is, what's RDJ been doing since then? So uh, there's always been this uh, this thought about that this is the Iron Man was a movie that brought him back, and that's not really true. I mean, that's that's sort of the lore. But if you look at his IMDb profile, he was working pretty steadily. Now he wasn't a leading man. Uh, but he was very much a successful working actor even before he booked Iron Man. Iron Man is what put him into the the top tier. Um, but uh, like it wasn't like that he pulled him from obscurity. Like you know, uh, he he wasn't just sitting at home and then got Iron Man. He had been uh, appearing in all kinds of things. But then now he's suddenly you know one of the the top ten actors in the world. Uh, but so between Iron Man and Iron Man Two, uh, he did Tropic Thunder. Uh, so the, good. The so soloist. Good. And Sherlock Holmes, so he was definitely cementing his uh, lead. And and nice thing about Tropic Thunder is he, that wasn't even a lead. 
I mean, like he was like the he was, was the lead, but the... it was definitely a big part that allowed yes. him to really do something unique, and it got tons of accolades for him. That's he right, got an and, Oscar and, nomination, for right? And and people are still talking about Tropic Thunder, where they're not talking about the soloist much. So right. <laughs> no, but it is interesting actually to to look at that list there because the soloist was definitely kind of a more of a smaller drama that mm-hmm. he chose to do. And so if you just look at that list, there's the big broad comedy where he's doing a performance in blackface <laughs> the entire film and it works in some strange way. Mm-hmm. Then he's got kind of, I mean, it's not indie, but he certainly has kind of a, a quieter dramatic film. And then he's going into another huge kind of genre direction with the Sherlock Holmes and kind of creating a whole new franchise uh, over on that side of things. I, yeah. I shouldn't say he's creating. He's, he's, <laughs> he's recreating. He's becoming a new version of the character who's been around. I think that the I think Sherlock Holmes, I believe, is the character who's had more screen incarnations than any other I think uh, you're screen right. character. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was, I think like he's number one in Dracula is number two. Um, yeah. And Dropic Thunder, obviously, is where he crossed paths with Justin Throw, who is the one who wrote this movie. Mm. Um, so uh, also, I thought this was this was unusual. And, I, and this is something I want to bring to you guys as so sort of uh, uh, presenting my evidence here. Uh, one of the things that's also in his list of things that he did is that Robert Downey Jr. was the voice of the Iron Man video game released for yeah. PS3 and Xbox 360. I'm not entirely sure if that's accurate or not, but I want to. So I, I I tracked it down uh, and I pulled off some audio of it. So this is about a th- like uh, I'd say about thirty seconds of a dialogue scene between Pepper, not being played by Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, <laughs> and I, and so I'm I'm curious if you think this is actually so the the credits say that this is Robert Downey Jr. Dooner, and I'm 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 curious to see what you guys think of it. So let me play this for you. Okay. Tony, what's happened to you? Pepper, listen, I never should have made it out of that cave. Now I know what I have to do. I don't understand. My life's work, everything I've built, countless lives ruined by my inventions. I have to destroy them. You can't do this alone. It's too much. I don't have a choice. Make sure Roby does what I told him. He'll need convincing. Look, uh, I have to go on a business trip what trip there's nothing on your calendar just came so that well that pepper is horrible yeah (laughs) that line well what what are you getting to do like oh geez wow (laughs) you know he sounded like rdj at the beginning and then when he kind of his voice kind of he got intense for a moment i'm like oh wait no now he doesn't sound like him because because there it's credited as someone else plays the voice of iron man but he is credited as the voice of, of of Tony Stark, and that was a Tony Stark scene. Like it's a scene in Stark Industries where he's talking to Pepper Potts. So I would assume that they, okay, they book him for that, and then like total over the course of like the of the cutscenes is about an hour. But then all the rest of the stuff of like we need to make sure we destroy the reactor so that the aim bot doesn't get to the. I mean, that's another person. They just put the the sort of distortion over it so that it can be a little different thing but i i i'm not sure like i i listen to it and huh. i'm like it, it's uh, sometimes i'm like oh yeah that's his inflections that's exactly what it is and then sometimes i listen to it and go they are someone's doing a really good impression of him i, I can't really yeah. tell yeah and i huh. agree with you it, it, it sounds like him at the beginning yeah like the first line but then it gets weird 
my prediction would be is that that recording was done very early in the morning or very late in the evening. Very possible. <laughs> it's going to be they had him for one day. Yeah. <laughs> and he right. tried to do it all because if, if you know, anyone who is fans of video game voiceover artists know that their hours are unbelievable like the amount of things that they, like the hours and hours and hours they're supposed to spend just standing in a room doing the hits Ugh, ow Ooh, yeah, like, right? <laughs> it's not a glamorous job uh but I, I'm not, I don't know i'm not sure so it, you can judge for yourself if you want to go if, if you don't have an xbox 360 or a ps3 you can fire up uh, if you go to youtube people have put compilations of, uh, of the videos you can just watch of the whole video game have. through uh and so you can you can judge for yourself i don't know I, i'm saying i'm not i'm not coming down one way or another it's just i, I found it very interesting that that's, well, that's he, listed on his imdb profile he did not do it on the vr game the PlayStation. Oh, yeah VR. i say I'll tell you since, that much since then i can tell you that he is not credited for any other iron man <laughs> voiceover work um uh, so uh, the other thing interesting I, I found in, in doing my research is that uh, the Stark Expo actually had a website at the time, StarkExpo2020.com or 2010.com. Uh, so not 2020. Well, not 2020, yeah, 2010. Um, it is defunct. However, due to those brilliant geniuses over at archive.org, you can pull up a, a saved version of the site and look at it. Not, not everything is clickable. Like there's wallpapers you could download, which sadly you cannot no longer download. Uh, but one of the things I found when I was going through it is there actually is a letter from Tony Stark written to everyone attending the Stark Expo. So I'm going okay. to read you this letter That's that awesome. Tony Stark has written to this. So this is from the Stark Expo 2020, 2010, I did it again, the Stark Expo 2010 website. So it says, hello all. When I got back from that cave, I told you what I wasn't going to do. I wasn't going to make weapons anymore. I never told you, however, what I was going to do. This spring, I am proud to announce that Stark Industries is relaunching the event that embodies the spirit of better living through technology, the Stark Expo. Stark inventions were first displayed at the World Expo in 1941. Uh, everybody, 1941. In 54, my father returned to Flushing Meadows, Queen, to show off the new tech he used to defeat global tyranny. This was the first ever Stark Expo. In the decades that followed, my father invited the world's greatest minds to contribute to the Expo and put to task corporations to create better living for all. When the 1974 Expo closed, we lost that glimpse into humankind's amazing future. And now it's an honor to continue the legacy of dear old dad and reopen the expo to explore the technological wonders that will enhance lives everywhere. Please join us on May 7th to experience the exciting world of tomorrow today at the 2010 Stark Expo. Sincerely, Tony Stark. Nice. Wow. It has a signature on it too. Like it's a, like it's, they format it as an actual letter that you can, you click on and the image <laughs> comes up and you look at it. That's cool. What yeah. did, could you see? What else was on the site? Was uh, there all much, all the other links are dead. Yeah. So there's like four or five links that they take, but it, there was uh, there very little. Like there was the, the map is no longer there and, and things like that. But it it looks exactly this. And as you were talking about the layout, the the uh, letters on there are orange. So oh, the start okay. and the X are orange. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Then, let let me amend my comments from earlier. <laughs> different designers. Different. <laughs> <laughs> you know you can only do so much for consistency across a massive project involving multiple teams mm -hmm. with multiple deadlines 
That's right. That's right. However, the, the Stark Expo 74 logo, uh, which we're going to see here in a, in a future minute, uh, is consistent. Like it always it looks exactly the same. It's the it's the right. Stark Expo, the sort of the 2010 one that that's the, that's the, the mess, yeah. And uh, Rob, you'll get a kick out of this. A lot of the reason that you can't look at this stuff is because everything ran on Flash. Oh, those days. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. So like, there's a huge section in the middle of the page that is like, you need Flash Player 8. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's the soul. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Huh. Um, okay, so we'll get back. Tony's obviously beginning his remarks. And when you said he's mm-hmm. it's good to be back and, and yep. his whole story, he immediately then gets heckled. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, you know, somebody yells out, blow something up. And I got to say, as much as, and obviously the the main part of this is hubris that we're going to talk about, but this speech also just has these incredibly slick responses, both in this minute and in the next minute. And his response very casually is, well, I already did that. And I got to yeah. say, that's a that's a wonderful, like, if you want to see the art of, of dealing with hecklers, <laughs> that's it right there, right? <laughs> it acknowledges what he said. It closes it. There's no retort to that. Right. Like... There's not going to be anything else said. Very, very polished, very stylish on uh, on Tony's behalf. Um, yeah, I think I think you only get one more, right? The I love you, and I think, and he doesn't even respond to that one. He doesn't mm-hmm. even respond to that, right? Um, no, I just I thought that was neat. I mean, it, it, again, and what's the point of that? Well, it's it's showing you first of all, it's revealing as you've already, if you can't already figure it out, Tony is a rock star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And not only is he a rock star, he's debonair and he's got it all together and he knows how to respond to any given situation in the perfect way possible that we can see unless he's with pepper in the back of a plane in a toilet and that's a <laughs> but it that didn't happen but yeah i mean exactly it didn't happen um no but this is just again i mean you're immediately getting this whole view of who he is now and where his attitude comes in and then he just goes into this ridiculous hubris filled diatribe of of these, I don't even know what you want to call them. They're, you know, the humble brag. It's the humble brag of saying what you want to say, but trying to say, but I'm not going to say that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. This just is totally ridiculous. Yeah, that whole reference to being the Phoenix. <laughs> Never has yeah. been, there been a better reference to the Phoenix being reborn personified. <laughs> yeah. In human history. In human history, yeah. well, You know, like, and, well, and again, okay, with this repetition of, I'm not saying... Yeah. Oh, but yeah, let me say it. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> well, but one thing he says is, I'm not saying the world is enjoying its longest period of inter- uninterrupted peace in years, thanks to me. Wait, yeah, six what? months is the yeah, longest right? period of uninterrupted <laughs> peace in years? Like, how bad has the MCU been in the 2000s? Exactly. Right. Well, and that's even and that's even the greater hubris, right? Like, yeah. leaders who can't remember what happened 30 days ago and they talk <laughs> about it like as if it's been a year. You know, I was just, I mean, this feeds into this. This is nothing new. Yeah. There's people who, who, who live like this. So yeah. Well, it, it, you know, I think it's interesting that he is, and this is kind of a, another jump into the future of the show, but he's, he's talking about, you know, bringing world leaders together and stuff and all this mm-hmm. like greatness that he's, he's promoting here. But it's also well. I I feel like actually, am I jumping into the next minute? I think I'm jumping into the next minute now. Oh, uh, he doesn't. It does end with the Uncle Sam reference, and then that yeah, is the end of the minute. And but, then, yeah, but well, then, well, actually, it ends with with a weird, <laughs> a, a weird line, uh, which is, uh, I haven't come across anyone who's man enough to go toe to toe with me on my best day. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. If I was a supervillain, right, <laughs> uh, I would want to go toe to toe with him on his worst day. Just, I just you know, uh, FYI yeah. for any supervillains out there. 
Just in case, right? Yeah. Well, I just think it's funny that, you know, he, here he is, like, referencing world, like, bringing everybody together in the world. And I, it just made me kind of chuckle that he's like, oh, he he doesn't know anything about Wakanda yet. And just, like, all mm-hmm. the things that they're going – they will be bringing to all of us <laughs> at that point. So, yeah. Oh, that's a fantastic yeah. reference. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, again, and that feeds into the whole hubris of this, the arrogance that he knows everything. He's got all the answers. He's all powerful. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. All right, cool. so that wraps up our conversation about minute eight. But if you want to keep the conversation rolling, you can do so over on Discord. That's right. We have our very own Discord thing. You can go to nextreel.com slash Discord, join the conversation, and we have uh, also we have our own dedicated Marvel Movie Minute channel uh, where you can pop in there and uh, notice if there's something that we missed or something you were hoping that we talk about, you can put it up in there. We're popping in from time to time, so we look for you over there. And also, it's free. So Can't thank you all for that. Joining you, that's right. It's the best deal going around. <laughs> so thank you all for joining us for Minute 8. We'll be back here for Minute 9 as uh, as our Tony talk continues. Uh, so thank you all for listening. Enough said. Bye.